0: In this episode, episode 32, I'll be talking with Aisha Khan, who is a grant specialist in the NAMI OC organization. So NAMI stands for National Alliance on Mental Illness. This is huge because y'all know I normally don't collaborate or interview and she's on here. So that's dope. So everyone say hi.
1: Aisha, how are you doing? Are you? Hello. Hello. (laughs) Well, are you Emmanuel? (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you, and you uh, and you're doing well too.
0: Yes, I am doing very well. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much, by the way, for being on the Depression Talks podcast. Um, this is a huge moment because I've actually worked for years, and people that are a part of DT Nation know that you know. After episodes, I've always wanted to work with uh, Nami and to now have you on this you know podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited to get into it with you.
0: Awesome. So the first thing I want to do is start off with a little icebreaker so everyone can get to know a little bit of who you are. And I want to ask you three really deep questions. Are you ready?
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> the first question is, what are three of your favorite foods?
1: Oh, okay. So the first thing that came to mind, um, and this is for all of the Orange County people, <laughs> if anyone lives in Orange County, California that's listening, um, Blue Bowl, which is an acai bowl place, it is mm-hmm. the absolute best. I love acai bowls, so I have to put in my plug for Blue Bowl there. Okay. Um, so acai is number one. I think number two, I don't know, lately I've been going through like a huge enchilada phase. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe enchiladas. And then three, I can never go wrong with sushi.
0: Oh yes, mm-hmm. I, I I am a fan of sushi myself, so mm-hmm. I'm glad you selected that one. <laughs> um. So the next question I have for you is, what are three things that you would say add to your happiness?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um. Well, I would say first and foremost. Um, my health. I really prioritize. I- ignore the thing about the enchiladas in the last question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, the. I think. I think that without health, you know, we don't have anything. So that's something that I really think um, not only adds but you know enables my happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, two. I would say just having conversations with people like you and and being given this platform to speak on such important issues um, and knowing that someone somewhere out there hopefully is being impacted by the conversation that we're having, that really adds to my happiness. And um, I also have two cats that I really love. (laughs) So, (laughs) So my cat! totally add to my happiness. I would say about like 90% my cats, 10% the rest. (laughs) I'm kidding. But
0: definitely
1: 10%. I'm kidding. Definitely my fur babies.
0: Oh, that is awesome and of course adorable. (laughs) So I think that first of all, the fact that you know your passion for mental health, it just shows, you know, it shined your response there. It asks you happiness to be able to talk about mental health on any platform because it helps change the mental health stigma.
1: Right. Um,
0: And I just think that is a really admirable thing. So that's why, again, I'm excited to have you on this podcast. And that kind of leads me to that third question I'm talking about, which is the deep one, (laughs) which is where does your passion for mental health come from?
1: Yeah. um, So I myself, um, and this, this is actually something that really sets NAMI, apart, I think, and I'm sure we're going to get into this a little bit later, but um, a lot of people that work or that volunteer with NAMI come from a place of what we call lived experience. In the organization, we use that term a lot, lived experience. And lived experience essentially means that we have lived experience of a mental health condition or loving someone with a mental health condition. And in in, in my case, I have both. So I have people very, very near and dear to me who live with mental health conditions. I myself live with mental health conditions. Um, mm-hmm. And I was also raised in a family that was kind of a little bit more closed off to the conversation of mental health. Mm-hmm. And so, you mm-hmm. know, I, I really had to, I guess, empower myself and come to understand what it was that I was experiencing, and it was a journey that I took on my own. Mm-hmm. And as I took that journey, I really understood. Oh my God, this is this is a huge component of health. I mean, there's physical health, and then fifty percent of fifty percent of the equation is mental health too. When yes. you think of whole person, whole body care. So, um, so mm-hmm. really, I, I come from a place of lived experience, and I think that that's what really drives me to. To contribute back to the field that's given so much to me.
0: Wow, that that is quite uh, a strong passion, and I can tell, you know, like you said, living through personal experiences. I never thought that Nami, um, being on the outside, you know, Nami, I never have been in depth. I've had experiences with Nami as much as you have, being <laughs> inside the organization yourself. So hearing your passion about mental health. What is your mission? Being a part of NAMI, what do you hope of doing? Uh, being a part of that organization,
1: you know, that's a really wonderful question, and it's just to give back. I think that I've mm-hmm. I've gained so much. Um, I've gained so much just learning and you know using services from not just NAMI but from a bunch of other agencies. Um, I myself, I'm in therapy. I'm I'm proud to be in therapy, and yes. I've like, played. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let's destigmatize that. You know, Um, I I've reached a place where where my own mental health is. I want to give back. Um, And through NAMI, I really hope to empower others. I hope to educate others. And like I said earlier, I I hope that at least one person gains something from this conversation that we're having because that means it's all worth it.
0: Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And then so so being an audience member, If they needed some resources from NAMI, for example, you know, um, because I think that NAMI is a great resource to learn about mental health. A lot of people, um, at least for me, when going through high school and college and stuff, I didn't even know there was a a place or a name called NAMI to go to as a resource. So, you know, what are some things that NAMI does to offer some resources for people that deal with depression and things like that?
1: Yeah, we have a bunch. Now, with COVID going on, um, Mm -hmm. before we offered all of our programs in person, and while that is amazing and it's super impactful, now we're offering things virtually through Zoom, and Mm -hmm. that makes it a little bit more convenient, um, we've been finding, for people to actually log on and participate. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: you know, it takes away the barrier of needing transportation to drive over to a class. So we have tons of classes. We have family to family, which focuses on family members with a loved one that has a mental health condition. We have peer to peer, which is the counterpart for a person themselves who has a mental health condition. We have support groups. We have um, one-on-one peer mentoring services. We have fun events. We have a NAMI walk. We have a warm line, which I would love to give you the number to. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> It's So it is a 24-7 resource hotline. And the phone number for that is 714-991-6412. And day or night, anyone who's listening, if they just want someone to talk with, or if they're having a really bad day and they just want to blow off some steam, they can call this number. And we have trained people who are there that are super excited to chat with you. And then any resources you need, they're going to look it up and they're going to give it to you right there on the spot. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. NAMI services are always growing and expanding and kind of um, molding around the community need. Um, so that's, you know, it, it's really exciting. One, from one month to the next month, we have all these different offerings.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I said, wow, because so, so it's, this is going to be a very interesting perspective I'm about to share. Um, I'm hearing all those things you know, that Nami offers, and it's just like, yes, you know, there there are finally things that are ex- easily accessible. When you said Zoom, for example, I remember there's a time where, you know, I didn't know you know where to go, so you offered such a plethora, <laughs> a plethora <laughs> of things that are actual, tangible real things that you can do right now. And, um, you know, DT Nation, I want to really talk to you to really stress this point here. I know that it can be uh, difficult at times to seek help. And it's like you hear help from a professional like Aisha, because she is a professional at being a grant specialist and she knows about these events. So this is actual help. So yes, get the help that you may need, because if you think you may need it, you most likely do. So get the help because you never know. You never know. Yeah. So I, I know I may be deep, <laughs> um, but I, I do, I just have a an interesting question to ask you. And um, it's that there is a care. I see that there is a care together, which is um, an event of NAMI. And before we're going into that, what that is, what does the word care just mean to you in, in a sense of just caring for someone else? Like let's say that someone deals with depression and I'm not saying necessarily how to, you know, handle someone that deals with depression, but, um, being someone that's experienced depression yourself, you know, what does just the word care mean to you?
1: You know, it, it really, it's, it's an all encompassing word. It it can mean, um, I mean, the first knee jerk response I'm thinking of is, um, empathy care Mm -hmm. means. It's empathizing with another person it means extending compassion to that person. It means helping that person. It's you know assisted action when needed. It's um it, it it's love. Caring is love, and uh, it's it's so important. And I think that the program that we're about to talk about uh, really embodies all of those principles.
0: I I think empathy was the word. I I always talk about how empathy I think would change the world. If people were able to put themselves in other people's shoes, then emotionally, emotionally put themselves in other people's shoes. And I think that um you know love, like you said, will help more care spread and more people get help. You know for mental health that that may need it. So I, I love that. I love that <laughs> response. That was that was awesome. Um, so you know what what are the origins of care together uh, inside of NAMI?
1: Sure. So it's actually a fairly new program, and let me say care together. Um, it it is it is one hundred percent about care. Within mm-hmm. that, um, it is cultivating awareness, respect, and empowerment together. So the purpose of the program um, it's it's a series of webinars. It's a series of conversations with experts and community members alike, and we kind of we collaborate and we come to a greater understanding of what mental health may look like to another person. Mm -hmm. So this kind of trans it's, it's very intersectional in the sense that it transcends um, you know, just it it hops cultures. We, we really want to understand what um, you know, from a diverse perspective, what mental health looks like to everyone. Um, So for instance, coming up right now, we have um, intergenerational trauma and definitely different cultures play a role in, you know, in that space.
0: Wow. I, (laughs) I know this might, again, it's like my reactions when hearing this, I always say, wow, because, you know, I remember I am also a mental health advocate and, you know, each time I hear these, just, just being a part of this, you know, someone living with this experience on the outside, it can be easy to say like, no, I am different. I don't relate you know, to the people that are part of Nami because they're they are special or they're different. you know, they get special. just you know, when you deal with depression, it makes you just think differently. But talking with you directly, Aisha, and hearing about this, you know directly from Nami and stuff, it's just so amazing to hear about how much mental health and its awareness is growing and changing. and now there's you know, different events that can help people that, you know, and show them that they're not alone. So um, I I just really want to thank you for that, you know?
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I think what you said is so key because awareness is growing as you Mm -hmm. said, and before, you know, even, even like 10 years ago, things were, things were kept in the shadows. Things were kept in the dark. Um, People did not want to open up about what they were, you know, living with experiencing because society, back then viewed it as unfortunately weak, um, society viewed it as unfortunately, you know, um, it, it was a sign of something being wrong with you fundamentally, but now it's, it, the narrative is kind of flipping, you know, we're flipping the script, um, especially the youth, youth is really flipping the script and they're saying, you know what, no, mental health is a part of healthcare. Mental health is, is a part of whole person care. And, um, and it's it's worth talking about. And through that conversation, we help people through that conversation. People, you know, the stigma reduces and people feel more empowered to seek the help that they deserve.
0: I am smiling cheek to cheek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm smiling.
0: Yes. Say it loud. Say it proud. Tell the whole world you just said. I'm, I'm going to make sure the whole planet. OK, listen to the planet. <laughs> Here's about Nami Orange County, okay? Nami Orange County, Aisha Khan. Thank you so much for being on the Depression Talks podcast. But really, honestly, more than that, thank you so much for, you know, living and helping on a daily basis be a part of the change of the mental health stigma, being a part of helping people know that they're not alone. Because every single small action you take, trust me, it helps move that needle. So, Aisha. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so happy to be a part of this, and I think that what you're doing is incredible.
0: DT Nation, again, thank you so much for honestly just being a part of this journey. Y'all know, y'all know that, you know, I'm real. I, I'm authentic. I don't collaborate. I don't do sponsors. I don't do all that stuff. And the reason why I did this is because this is a heartfelt, that's right, heartfelt thing. This is heart authenticity. I will always collaborate with people and organizations that help change and move the needle of the mental health stigma. So everyone, don't forget to join the private DT Nation Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and type in DT Nation to get awesome tips and also talk to other people that deal with depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem. And also go to YouTube, type in depression talks because I promise you, I promise you, you are not alone. All right, I think it's time to end the episode podcast. (laughs) As I always say, do you. Stay swagalicious and keep smiling. See you in the next episode.